0: Raisin Man
1: Arena. Welcome. Raising Man Arena. Not Wednesday, but Monday, August 29th. Why? I don't know. I can't remember. so I couldn't
0: be here on Wednesday. You and couldn't I c- be here on Thursday.
1: There was a whole bunch. Oh, and and, and what's the what's the key reason? Oh! Camera <laughs> fell on the ground. <laughs> Camera fell on the ground. So much prep. Thanks, man. Thanks Dude, for fixing yeah, that. Wait, I you know, know what? How to do um, that. Can you fix that, Sam? And can you make sure that the, that the camera sees yep. correctly?
0: Folks, you're not going to hear me for a little bit because I'm fixing something. That's kind of cool. You just hold it.
1: And I'm going to explain what's the deal. The deal is this. We have a guest. Okay, who's the guest you're asking? It's a guy named Will Duncan.
2: Hey, Monday morning.
1: You can't even see. If you're on the Twitch, you're just seeing Sam.
2: Just seeing Sam's neck.
1: Sam, you had one job. You had one job! <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Wait, so there's like a little leg on the back of the iPad. I think he's using the towel holder as sort of an oh, impromptu. okay. What are you doing that you didn't think of this? Yeah, you're right. Bleep, 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 nice. bleep. Nice. Uh, all right, if you're in the chat, sound off. We got Josh, we got Kay, we got Carly. Dunky, And we got Will Duncan. How are you doing, man?
2: I'm doing pretty good.
1: How long are you in New York?
2: I'm here until Wednesday morning.
1: Right. That's why we couldn't do Wednesday because we wanted to get you on. You oh, do I Wednesday. do have an
2: insane New York story.
1: Oh, please get into it. Okay. New York or LA, which is better? Which uh, is the best coast? <laughs> but were tell you, the story. Were you shopping for Christmas? No,
2: I was in Rehoboth Beach. Okay. And there was, I just love Christmas stores. <laughs> I posted a picture of, you're talking about the Christmas spirit? Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe your your get, get, story would be about seeing Santa Claus oh on 34th no. Street or something <laughs> like that in Rehoboth Beach. <laughs> no, my, my New York story, which I'm just going to say really quickly, even though it is worthy of being the finale of this episode, is that...
1: All right, yeah. we're putting the cart before the horse. We're doing like what Louis C.K. would do, where he put his best joke at the beginning. If, Louis C.K. famously, you're doing do. kind of a Louis move. This uh, is a real. This you're being kind of like Louis C.K., where he would put I his best know. joke at the beginning of his is next. That something he set.
2: does. It's not a joke. It's just a feel good story. It's a feel good. It's story. a feel good story, which I'm, is yeah, when you know, I got to New York, the first night I was here, my backpack was stolen, with my laptop, passport, hard drive. And all my little fun trinkets I had collected all summer. No. And then I got a call from Port Authority Lost and Found two days ago that they have my backpack.
1: That is fire.
2: Everything's still in it. They found my number in my little journal. My password's there. My laptop. there. Cop was there. looking and through your journal. Embarrassing. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Honestly, your a little embarrassing. Yeah, they did read some stuff. Hey, listen, stuff. we
1: found your, you found your backpack and uh, go look with your the crush. Journal like, go look with that crush you wrote about in the journal. I'm going
0: to be
2: on Raisin Man. Yeah.
1: On, <laughs> go look I'll on, on like, Raisin like Man, kid. I can't wait.
2: <laughs> well, no, honestly, I went to the police when it happened and they were like, dude, don't even bother. It's fucking gone. And I was like, it's yeah, I know, <laughs> I know it's gone, but like, let me grieve. Like, Me filing this police report is right. part of the process yeah. of just... Just let me do this. It's going to take like five minutes. And he's just like, it's not going to fucking happen. Like, wouldn't give me the
1: form. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, come on. It's your job. Dude, your backpack. W- yeah. He was like, it's, it's Thanos snap. He's like, here, man, <laughs> take my gun. <laughs> 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 this will do you better bad. in this city. Um,
2: so, so what happened? You lost it yeah i won't get into that because it's <laughs> fully my fault what happened but so it wasn't stolen from you, you it lost was it. taken I, it, I i placed it on the ground okay. for an indeterminate amount of time yeah
1: yeah you don't do that in new york and it was taken well, and let me ask you by this
0: a gu- by a friendly man who thought it was lost yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah. Lost it found.
1: honestly you joke but
2: that's what happened
1: that could have that's could have been what happened it was karma Yeah, you ever? Yeah, wait, let me ask you this, though. So you thought that was a big closer?
2: No, after I told it. It's funny because when I told, like, my girlfriend's parents, they freaked out. But you guys aren't my girlfriend's parents, so it doesn't have the same je ne sais quoi. They were freaked out? No, I think it's nice. Yeah, I thought it was like a New York. Because
0: people think New York is filled with mean people, but actually New Yorkers are nice. Everyone's really kind. And... Stuff that gets lost will turn up. I think is the moral of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, ever since Giuliani cleaned up the city, it's yeah. just been. Yeah. I man. It's not
0: exactly. Yeah. If this happened to you in Times Square in the '70s. Would it would be a different story? You would have ended up in a in a porn theater. That's right. Your backpack off. would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Your backpack but would now, have gone jacked you know, off on. Everything's yeah. found. Laptop found. That's yeah. great, man. It was just
2: a learning experience. It was New York is evil. And then a week and a half later, oh, it's actually, it's kind of sweet.
1: What if you would opened up your laptop and in the hard drive, there was a new premiere project you hadn't done. And it was like a guy had made a whole, a whole <laughs> old comedy movie. And I get to take And you guys, he's like, put it out, put it yeah. out. I want it out. I'm too nervous to put it on my own socials. Just put it out this for me. Like you think. Yeah.
2: Well, I actually haven't got my backpack back yet. It's still at the Lost and Found. And I'm getting it on Wednesday. Mm. So the story's not really finished. Yeah. It could be we'll something. I, we'll have to have you back on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's six months.
2: I just
1: got to know how this one ends. <laughs> so uh. you
0: live in LA, man. Yeah. Tell, tell me about... So we, 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 we have to contextualize who you are for listeners. Yes. And the way I would describe you to someone who didn't know you at all and didn't really know me that well either is I would say... <laughs> And Will is a guy who's in the L.A. S- sort of indie filmmaking comedy-adjacent scene. And I know He's indie. him interesting. through He's that. He's
1: independent. Twee. Uh,
0: is that right?
2: I guess. It's interesting. You say, interesting you say filmmaker.
0: I guess I've only seen videos of yours.
2: Yeah. I guess I like making funny... Videos,
0: Funny videos,
2: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not filming. But he performs
1: live, Sam. You just haven't seen it because you're not in L.A.
2: See that? I didn't know. Comedian, yeah. Doing comedy. Comedian. In fact, you know where he was just?
1: You know where he just was? But I
2: don't... Where?
1: Philippe Collier. Okay, cool.
2: Yeah, I just took clown school for two weeks in France, like two months ago. So I kind of already forgot what happened, but... Kind of already forgot what happened over there. And um, tell me, what do
1: you think? What do you think about clown?
2: Um, <laughs> clown is a beast that has been let out of its cage in LA.
1: Yeah, it has, hasn't it?
2: I'm trying to think of an apt metaphor, but it, it's just taking over over there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it allows a lot of people to do stuff, and sometimes. It's just the threshold for failure is really high. That's probably the wrong way to say that. But Clown is like, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter if you fuck up. And then people just don't really try anything. Yeah. Which I myself am guilty of. So there's just a lot of shit you see in L.A. that is like, I'm actually mad that you're making me watch this. Yeah. Because some people can do that and get away with it. And it's charming and it's funny. But then other people, you're just like, what am I doing here? It
0: runs the risk of no having no preparation. It has no preparation. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's and true.
1: That's true here in New York, though, but except that people don't... It's not clown, but, like, you go to certain shows, and it's like... I mean, there's bad stuff everywhere, but there is yeah. a New York version of that that's not clown. That's Really? Like, uh, yeah, you know, it's like certain kinds of all comedy shows, and it's Just like, hey, I didn't really prepare for this. prepared yeah. Ill-prepared.
2: Yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of things, like there's this thing called Idiot Workshop in LA that's like all these people took clown school a long time ago and then they kind of took it to America from France and like diluted it and it's kind of just like one person improv like you're learning how to be an idiot so you go on stage and you just like a beautiful idiot a beautiful failure (laughs) you go on stage and you just kind of have like a a mental breakdown basically like you just like scream and shout and sometimes people are funny and good at that and know how to like still take care of the audience but other times people are just like saying horrible things really yeah because there's an exercise called like anchoring which is like you're losing the audience's attention like say a really big crazy sentence that gets everyone in the room's attention back so people say like horrible shit whether that's like (laughs) fucked up shit about someone in the audience or just like fucked up shit about their lives so those classes were like weird alt comedy group therapy Like, it was kind of fun. I was pretty depressed when I, like, first started doing that. So, it was kind of, like, I was definitely using it as therapy just accidentally. But then after, like, two and a half years of that, I was, like, okay, like, you're being scary. Like, you're being mean on purpose or just, like, bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, that is a side of it that sucks. People are, like, oh, I'm supposed to go on stage and say, like, fucked up shit. And you're just, like, no, not really. Like, this is supposed to be funny. Or something, or at least interesting. It's not just supposed to be like, freak me out. Yeah, I I feel
1: like the New York version of that was, I mean, when we moved here, there was this real like, kind of comedy play thing of like, people would write these comedy plays that weren't really written. They were like, let's just improvise these beats. And hey, look, we've all done it. Yeah. I've done it. But you know, these shows that will go kind of long. Yeah. And then it's like, "Ah, there's not really like, there's not really a plan here. Um And you, and because it's all you, kind of get the you get the latitude to like not be funny for like a while, for a pretty long while. So that's just to say that uh, you know it exists even without clowning that's around.
0: Damn, that's
1: interesting, right, Sam?
0: I wasn't sorry. I was thinking about something else. What were you thinking about? What did you say? No, no. But what were you thinking about? No, no. I was thinking about (laughs) something else. (laughs) Was it something interesting? No. Was it a visual? I kind of want to know now. Don't come on. No.
1: Come on. Is it about the comments?
0: No. Can you give me a clue? No, we're talking about
2: clowning. <laughs> bro, bro, oh. we're talking about clowning.
1: You're thinking about something else. No. I want to know what you're thinking you're about. Jupiter over
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that is good to know that there's a... That happens even without clowning. I guess clowning, I don't like it because it feels... Like everyone's on the same... Everyone's doing the same thing in a weird way. Whereas that's just like... Well, it's it's funny you say that because... I feel like it had maybe right before the
0: pandemic started. At least in New York, it seemed to me in my world, it ha- was having this real moment where yeah. people were like, "Oh, people in LA are doing this cool clowning and induced comedy, and it's really hip and different, and everyone's tired of stand up." Yeah, and I'm, and so it's funny that you're like. I mean, it seems like it's turned the screw now where now it's like over the edge and it feels like rote and everyone's doing it. I think it has. When did that happen? Could you identify a moment?
2: I think it died during Corona. Like I always say Corona, but during the pandemic, COVID. But yeah, I think it was like about to be awesome before it. That's when I started doing it. And then over COVID, there were so many like Zoom clown workshops. And it. it was just like, All online comedy class shit, like, that sucks. But you definitely can't do that with a clown. Yes. You're, like, in your room trying to be beautiful for strangers (laughs) on the internet. Like, it's it just didn't work. So that was, like, two years of, I think, people just kind of, like, what the fuck? And, like, having their own thoughts about it. And then I think when the gates opened back up and everyone came back, it pretty quickly, like, ballooned into being, like, every fucking show in L.A. is a clown show. And yeah
1: yeah it's interesting well i don't know when we because before pan- the pandemic we were kind of getting into it like cl- yeah clown yeah, was who's that guy getting ed malone, of, malone or yeah, whatever yeah ed malone was doing stuff and like it wasn't like here uh because ed is kind of uh what do you call it uh a sort of abrasive guy so i don't think that he was like blowing up in a, in the kind of same mainstream. it seems like clown is in la what like the ucb was was here like in 2005
2: or whatever well Wait, sorry, real quick on that note. What? I think during the pandemic, UCB shut down. And I think all of those people were like, oh, I need a new like, hierarchy of comedy to pay for and like subscribe to and came to clown. That's what I think yeah. happened, yeah. which brings a certain energy. Like, I don't feel bad saying that I don't like the people who do UCB really, or I don't like the vibe of that. I'm glad that it's over Yeah But I do think Like It opened a gate Of like 600 UCB people Are just like Running around LA now Totally Which Yeah I don't know I don't like like Paying for Comedy Classes Yeah Like I feel like There's so many people In LA who just do that Just like Live in LA And they're like Yeah I do improv Like I pay to do improv And that's awesome And then That is awesome <laughs> that's fun yeah I wish I wasn't so cynical but it is just like I don't know I just hate spending money on shit and I hate when people spend money on stuff that they don't have to like if I take a class I'm a dick I'm like I've gone up three times they've gone up five times like technically I should be able to go up again one more time You you said that I don't say that but I'm like constantly keeping track of that and if the instructor isn't like doing a good job like delegating that everyone gets an even time or whatever I'm like you're a bad delegator, bro damn, okay, so you're sort of describing
0: uh a nightmare and saying that you are that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it never leaves my, <laughs> my mouth, yeah, okay, and I'm just like, I mean, you go. just took golier was yes. that worth it? Was that a thing worth paying for? I would say
2: maybe no, really, yeah, you know that Felipe
1: that it wasn't worth it. I was really interested in doing it It's not good.
2: It is good. You would have a good time. Why
1: would I have a good time? Based on uh, what you know about me.
2: Oh, my God. Well, it's literally like a Stanford prison experiment for (laughs) likeability. Like it's (laughs) kind of intense. (sighs) He definitely is mean. And it's just kind of like if people love you, it's fun. And you get to do stuff that you don't get to do if people don't like you. And if people don't like you, you know that they don't like you. Because you go up and try something, and no one laughs, and he's like, sit down, you're not funny. Wait,
1: so why would I like that? Because you
2: would be liked. If
1: you you, you think be I'd be liked? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Um, But what is it like? Were you liked?
2: I was like middle of the pack liked. Middle of the pack liked. Which kind of was, you know, that's great. I definitely had a horrible first couple of days, because mm. I was like, yeah, LA Clown, let's go. And then I went I up. I thought you were going to be sick. Yes, I you did. You thought you were gonna But be I got sick. Owned. <laughs> Really? Yeah, dude. It was good, but <laughs> I, like, opened my mouth. I was like, yeah, and the teacher was like, nope, sit down, <laughs> and then I didn't get to go for the rest of the four hours. That, that is so uh, my, like, nasty delegator brain, I was wow. like, this isn't fair. Like, I paid money. I'm over here. Like,
1: why aren't I allowed to go up again?
0: Damn. And some dude from Spain goes up and just
2: iced you. Yeah. Is it
1: because they were all being, like, silly dilly? You're being You're being too ironic, and everyone's yeah. silly dilly?
2: I just wasn't being genuine. He really doesn't like... Uh, he doesn't like fakes. Yeah, he doesn't like, like... Which I wasn't doing that, but he doesn't, like, just... yeah. What's, like,
1: a genuine thing? What's a genuine sound?
2: I don't know what a genuine sound is.
1: But uh, he
2: wants you to, like... He just says, be beautiful. Like, he doesn't want you to really, like, play a character in the yeah. class that I was doing. He that's wants what
1: Ed would say. He would say, shitty little characters. He's like, really? you're playing shitty little characters. Yeah, and he doesn't like it when you're
2: vulgar. He doesn't like it when you say cuss words. Really? Yeah. There were these two dudes from Peru who were unbelievable did not see what would English. they do they just that was the thing that's why it was kind of disheartening cuz i was like middle of the pack like ability these guys were like gods like you just loved them they came on stage you just saw his face and you were just like diego i want you to succeed so bad like i'm already laughing so much you haven't done anything i can't do that like a lot of people in the class weren't on that level mm. but it's literally just like what his face looks like yeah. Like, you can't really teach that. So I was kind of like, fuck, like, I like doing comedy and I'm kind of... You don't,
1: you don't think you can, like, arrive at it? Because I remember with Ed, Maybe. people would start out being, like, shitty little characters. And then he's like, no, you got to just chill out in a way. Like, you got to be big, but you got to just be yourself and be, like, sincere. Yeah. And then people did learn to do it.
2: I would say that is way better instruction and was given at Collier. Mm. Collier can't speak English. Right. So he, and he speaks in riddles. Yeah. Like I read his book and it's just like being funny is like staring in between the space between the sun and the stars. You're just like, what are you talking about, dude? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah. So he would like, yeah, like do a horrible job of explaining the exercise. No one knows what the exercise is. There's like two chairs on the stage and a tennis ball and you're like, oh, Okay, like I think I know what he's saying. Can you do whatever? No. You, like go you have th- to do a specific Yeah, you thing? go grab the tennis ball, and he's like, no, not what you're supposed to do, and hits this drum, and you have to sit down, and then you don't get to go for like an hour and a half. So he would like pitch an exercise, no one would go up. Some people would go up, fuck up. You would learn from them what you're not supposed to do. Next people would go up, fuck up. You're like, oh, I can't do that. So
1: he's not explaining. He's just like hoping people get it. Yes,
2: which kind of is cool because you go up there and you're like, I-, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. Did people
1: fucking up become a funny thing?
2: Oh, yeah. Sure. And that's where the likability thing comes into where it's like you go up there, you have no idea what you're supposed to do. You break all the rules. But if we like you and you're funny, it's awesome that you don't know what you're doing. Right. But if we don't like you, it's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like know what you're supposed to do like it just was really about being likable or not and people would be fucking he just owned people yeah Did, was there anyone who he was like no nah, that guy is funny or
0: kind that of. Girl is
2: funny yeah, yeah. he laughs by going like just a big really and that's like the highest award you can get um that was like a big move. There was this Finnish actor from Nor from Norway. No, Finnish actor from Finland who had done the class like seven times. So he was like a beast. He was just like killing he stuff. He was good. Oh yeah,
1: but it he knew what to do so with a tennis ball right away. Yeah,
2: like we were all trying to like understand the exercise he didn't really care he just would go up you have to go and memorize a piece of dialog uh-huh. that you can just bust out it doesn't matter what you're saying it just matters that you're like on stage doing something you wait you just
1: have one on hand it's not that that was a specific exercise it's like you should just it, when you come to this
2: school by the way this is like a f- clown school in paris taught by philippe gallier so there was like 35 people from all over the world
0: 35 is a big class it was
2: big it's too big it's too big. It was too big. Not yeah, everyone got you to fuck go up
0: once and you, you're, you're not going to
2: go out. Yeah. Go up so by the, the end, day. people were cutthroat. People were like, I'm, I'm going up again, dude. I don't fucking care. Like I'm sitting close to the Wah. front, like, but yeah, so you have to go with the piece of monologue memorized just so you have like, he would say text. He would just be like text and you have to just start talking, but you could kind of improvise it if you wanted to. But this Finnish guy would just bust out this Finnish monologue, the same one every time for the whole two weeks. But he was just, like, rocking it.
1: And it was funny even though it was in Finnish.
2: Yes. Mm. Mm. And these Peruvian guys, Diego and Eduardo, so funny. That was the best thing that happened in class, was Eduardo and this Finnish actor, Mark, did a scene together, and they understood the exercise. Very rarely did anyone understand the exercise.
1: Wait, what was the exercise?
2: It was, like, one person starts on stage, other person comes on stage... And it's an argument between them, but you have to match the rhythm of the way that the other person is talking and trade the rhythm. Mm. Very hard to explain, but when you see it happen, it makes so much sense. It's like if I come on and I'm like, you have to be the slow, chill guy. And then at one point, you do something really fast, and I have to be the The slow.
1: slow, chill guy. Which
2: they did it, and it was fucking amazing. Everyone, like, clapped. It was, like, the longest that anyone had gotten to go. They went for, like, seven minutes, which was, like, crazy. But I learned the most from watching
1: that. And they brought all that knowledge back to Peru.
2: Yep. Damn. <laughs> what a, what a but it was crazy. <laughs> they've started a,
0: a, a multinational uh, yeah. in Peru and they're making lots of money. That's
1: right. <laughs> cool. Teaching. Well, so there it is. There's clowning. Clowning sucks. Golia sucks. No. LA sucks, right? No, I don't know. That's all we'll say. That's all say. I'll say
0: this. I, I was a big actor in like. High school, I wanted to be an actor, and I was in plays and stuff. And I remember just feeling like whenever I took a class, like a theater class or an acting class, it was like one step above grifters. (laughs) Yeah. Like maybe even a half step. And I thought... The teachers? Yeah, the teachers and teaching. Like there's something about performance, particularly maybe as it's taught, in the US. I've heard it's different in the in the UK, but like no one really know everyone has their own little philosophies for how to teach it. Yeah. Pe- people's um what's it called? Dogmas. What's it called? Your teaching philosophy. It's all Your over pedagogy. Pedagogy, thank you. It's all over the map. And it was just like I was like, I'm never going to take one of these ever. Yeah. I really, really don't think like
2: Well, Gallier definitely isn't a grifter. Like, he's a beast. Being being in the room with him, you're like, whoa, you have a truly, like, an aura around you. It's crazy. And I believe everything he's saying. But I know what you're saying. That's the thing I don't like in L.A., too, which I'm sure happens in New York, is there are comedians who you know who are a little bit older than you. And then they're like, I'm teaching a screenwriting class this weekend. It's $250. Yeah. We know each other from comedy. I'm going to email you about it, like, four times and ask you if you want to be in it and i'm just like why are you like trying to monetize this thing that we're doing next to each other like and it's, it's like you, like a pyramid gotta, you gotta be
1: way more beast than me yeah you gotta be way more beast than me if i'm gonna spend the 20 to totally bucks
2: yeah like when i moved to la and i was young i was like paying for those classes and then four years later i'm like oh i actually don't think you're that funny you're just like an older person with glasses yeah that like offered to teach me screenwriting
0: we're gonna teach
1: people how to podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, I did get asked to do a, a sketch writing class at the BCC. Well, yeah. Did I you get asked you would, about that?
0: No. I think you would be great at it. I don't know. You'd I thought be the about one non-grifter, Felipe.
1: I thought about it for I'm two seconds. i just ripping on this. Felipe's
2: like, oh.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I, I didn't want to do it because I didn't feel like I was like I just want to be animating. I don't really want to be like coming up with a curriculum. And I and I would want to do it well. Yeah It's just like too much work To do it well Yeah How old would the students be? bro? like Yeah Like my age Maybe like a little bit younger That's pretty intense I don't know I'm 29 now And I would have been 28 When I did it And Ah. everyone would have been like 21 or 23 But like I don't know There's people who are older there That's intense I don't really I honestly don't feel like I have much to say I feel like I've I've lost sight of what my process is Like I've forgotten about it Also
2: you'd be like Just go be funny
1: Yeah I don't know I don't. Yeah, I like. I like think figuring out how to teach something, but also, I don't know. I think teaching can be kind of a trap too. Personally, I feel that way.
0: Cause it, why?
2: Cause
1: I don't know. Because cause if you wanna, you can really get sucked into it. It can be like a really wonderful thing to do. I feel like, and then you can end up not doing not the doing thing art. that you want to do. Yeah. You're
0: making so much money at the BCC. Yeah that you stop doing your art.
1: Exactly. I know. <laughs> yeah, retired. you have it so set up from the BCC. <laughs> you make so much money. You're yeah, like, yeah you just sucks. Paying, you're paying rent, you're you're getting savings in, you're putting money into uh, <laughs> into savings account from the money you're making at the BCC. Yeah. And then you stop um you stop doing shows at Life World. Yeah. Cuz you're that like, "Well, I don't need the money that I was going to make at Life World. <laughs> I'm already making rent with the BCC." That would be a real tragedy if that yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, but you were saying that you might move here.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm certainly thinking about it. Like, what do you oh
1: think? Man. Because you came in, and I said, I said, what do you want to talk about? And you said, I want to talk New York or L.A.
2: Yeah, I do want to talk about that. I guess part of that conversation is the L.A. clown takeover. It feels yeah. like it's, it just feels blown out. I just feel like I'm like. I've lived in LA for like four years and it's largely been the same thing and the same people the whole time. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, all right, this is cool. I definitely have like started this and done this for a little bit. I just feel like New York's younger a little bit. Like, I don't know. It's just, uh, what's it called when everything's the same? Homogenized. It's too homogenized in LA. It feels like that in LA. But maybe I'm wrong. Is it.
1: I don't know. Is I don't there know where we, going when we went. We went. I don't know. I think you just get tired of wherever you are when we went. Yeah. I was... I don't know. When I was in LA, I was like, oh, there's kind of cool shit. But I guess it's just shit I hadn't heard of before. I was like, oh, there's a new guy I haven't seen. It's not the same... Five guys. We love a new
0: guy.
2: I think, I think, (laughs) you guys love a new guy. I think,
1: truthfully, the way I felt about stand-up when the clown thing was, or, I mean, yeah, the clown, when clown started happening in New York, was that I was kind of tired of stand-up. Yeah. Like, you're just seeing so much stand-up, and, and, you know, people are, like, competent at it, but it can get kind of boring, you know? It's like, okay, I like... See where you're going with this And then clown was like Just sort of something different Yeah Um. So I don't know I guess there's always like a thing That you get tired of I mean I
2: love clowning I do think stand up is over And that thing is the next thing But it's not really clowning even It's just like more adventurous stand up Yeah Or it's just like I'm on a stage But I'm not just telling jokes Into the microphone Like I'm doing other shit But that being said I was at Edinburgh Fringe For like four days And there was horrible shit going on there
1: What was it like?
2: It was really fun. There was also amazing stuff. I saw this sister act. It was two sisters called Siblings. It's like the funniest show. I've is ever- it still happening? No. I if think you're the last. Ad,
1: go see Siblings.
2: I think it's the, the yesterday's last day.
1: To yesterday was their last day?
2: <laughs> the, the Fringe is over. They no. wrapped it up. Yeah? No. So, sorry guys. Can we ask them to start But there were like again? clown shows in... Edinburgh fringe that people like this is the best show of the whole fringe you have to go check it out Harry and then we (laughs) went and it was just like truly just like prop comedy and like I loved the guy doing it I was like oh that's sweet but it was like what the fuck are you talking about it was not the picture. They're like show. clown heads the fringe. Oh yeah,
0: dude. <laughs> it like was people
2: cr- walking around
0: oh, yeah. trying to find the best clown Yes.
2: At the and just like, "Oh, you went to Gallia? It's interesting. I studied the Lecoq method for 7 years." B- <laughs> it was crazy. It was a real and clown. And Lecoq
1: is all about moving, right? It's all about mo- It's not even about being funny, it's all about how you move your body.
2: I actually don't know what Lecoq is, but I think you're right cuz it I think Lecoq is supposed to be purely about being beautiful and it's yeah. just like Oh, I'm watching something interesting. And Gaultier was like, "No, this is boring. I'm going to leave and do my own thing." Yeah,
1: Lecoq is all about. I remember. I mean, I know because I bought his book oh, and really? I read it, and I was like curious about it. And I think Gaultier studied with Lecoq and he was like, "Let's just make it about being funny." Yeah. And Lecoq was all about. It was he had he had this book called the poet the poetry of the body or something like that. Damn. The poetic body.
2: Yeah, that sounds lame.
1: Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> so what what are those shows like? People doing people.
2: What did I see? I saw some like hilarious plays, just like straight up not funny, real drama plays. Cool. That was good. It was refreshing. I don't know. I don't want to name names, but yeah, I just saw like British clown acts. I saw this one called Lovely Boys. Are that these your friends now? So you can't not name names? Kind of. Not really. I just don't want to be a negative force in the intro, in the in, in the universe.
0: See, that's L.A. shit right there. Really? That's L.A. mindset. Wait, really? He's being gotta get, You got to get that out. He was like,
2: "Say it." Wait, wait, wait. Just what do you that mean that he's being shit. negative?
0: Being like, I don't want to put negative vibes into the universe. Hey, I didn't say vibes. <laughs> I did. I said, no, fair enough. <laughs> I, said,
2: I don't want to be a negative force. A negative force in the universe.
1: You can say bad stuff and still be a positive force. Okay, like this guy. I don't know
2: this guy. Josh Glance, if you want to look something up.
1: <laughs> so this is a guy that's
2: not good. This is a guy that's not funny. No. Okay, last <laughs> name, just a C, not an E. Josh Glank, basically. But everyone was like, dude, it's the best show of Friends. You got to go. It's fucking amazing. And I went, and it. I really liked him. I was like, you're awesome. I love your energy. Yeah. But there was no like conceptual container to the whole show. It was just like... I'm going to grab a funny thing and put it on my head and do a bit for like 30 seconds with that thing. And then I'm going to put it away. And then I'm going to play a song and do a little bit with that for like a minute. And they mm. weren't funny. Like, it was just stupid. So you liked him.
1: yeah? But not anything he did. Yes. Or his show. Yes. <laughs> okay. but,
2: but I was like, you seem cool, man. You got a like good vibe going Bro, on. Bro, you're
1: good, but the whole show, bad.
2: But I don't know. Maybe that's also just British comedy. That's also what was so funny is like seeing what people laughed at. Like, just kind of silly, wonky British shit. It's funny they yeah. say silly,
1: because everyone is always saying, British comedy is so dry.
2: No, British comedy is stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's literally like, they're toothless oh! idiots. Like it's, yeah. it, they are going for silly. They're going for mm. just goofy, which I'm like, I don't love goofy. But it, this show, The Lovely Boys, was two boys about our age. That was pretty good. It was pretty, like, well contained and well done. But then the show Siblings was amazing. It was what two was sisters. Cool about that, it was the right kind of British, like retarded. Like it was just like, you guys are talking about shit I just don't even understand. And it, it was they just, sound funny. Yeah, they sounded funny. <laughs> they were talking in this weird little accent. Just I don't know. It's hard to say. They were just so fucking funny, and it was the the they were so tight and with each other. They were literal sisters. So it was just like impossible to keep up, and you were just kind of chasing them the whole time. Cool. It was so funny. If you guys ever get twins, a chance, no, they look completely different. Okay.
1: Well, yep. you can be twins and still be look different, right? Oh fuck, yeah, right, that's Sam? true. That's yep. true. That's right. Because you're a twin. That's right. You
0: are. I'm a fraternal twin. Yeah born in Thank the you same for time reminding me, <laughs> 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 yeah yeah man I'm sorry. you can be twin okay sorry
2: laugh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry bro <laughs> get twin shamed
0: are there like parties and stuff that yeah. you can go to at the fringe i didn't what's really it, what's it like i was
2: just there for four days it's like a music festival that takes over a small town every fucking shop is like yeah we have a stage out back there's a show starting in five minutes It's just like this is like a bookstore like <laughs> like this is a cbs Everywhere there's a show, and there's posters everywhere, and then you just see fuckers just hanging out everywhere.
1: It's good vibes. It was good vibes. the next clown show is.
2: (laughs) Like me. I mean, Edinburgh was gross and stinky. Really? Yeah. Stinky. It was foggy and like 60 degrees in August. Damn. And everyone was fucking so drunk. I saw like the drunkest people I've ever seen in my life at French. And it just smelled like piss everywhere. It was like, ugh. But I had a friend who had a show at one thirty a.m. called Hot Boy's Bath House. My Wait, that was a fun.
1: You were telling me about that. That was kind of funny. I was telling Oh about yeah. the story you told. My friend had this
2: show. He did Gallier for a year, uh-huh. and then he had a fringe show for a month, One thirty a.m. It was like a devil-themed bathhouse variety show. They were writing the shit out of it. And then the first night they did it, they were like, this is way too conceptual to throw on people at one thirty in the morning. Yeah. Like, it was like a play about a bathhouse that the devil owned. And I wasn't there the first night, but I think people were just like, shut the fuck up. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> so they scrapped, like, everything. They, they
1: changed the day of?
2: No, no, no. Like, that night sucked. And then the next night, they were just like, let's just not do all of that shit we wrote and just, like, be funny. And they kept some of it. But it was just funny... I came about halfway through Fringe so I went there and I was telling Philippe there's this woman who is heckling like the second the show started. <laughs> she was just like shut the fuck up! What the fuck is this? It was just 1.30 in the morning everyone's so fucked up and my friend Jake who I hadn't seen perform in a really long time came out so hot Because he was used to people heckling him and just being mean. So the first thing he said was, like, shut the fuck up, bitch. And I was just like, (laughs) whoa, Jake, what happened? But the crowd was, like, down with it and, like, understood that he had to do that. And then, like, two nights later, there were, like, 20 (laughs) drunk Australian kids in the front row. Like, 20-year-old Australians. And they shouted at him to show them his cock. And he did. They were like, show us your cock! Boo! Like, show us your cock! And he, like, showed his penis. And, and we did it kill? Like, what? Did it kill? Not really. Like, it, it was good that he did. It was what he needed it to do? It wasn't like they were like, Wow! <laughs> it was just scary. Like, he actually got crowd-hypnotized, bullied. Right. he got bullied into, into doing Into showing something. his penis. Yeah, wow. yeah. But everyone was down with it. I don't know. It was... That was also interesting, because people were laughing at just crazy shit.
1: I feel that. You know, it's like... Sitting down for a show is so much, takes so much energy and patience. And if you're watching like more than one a day and it's like a festival, eventually you're like, I just want to do a show where I can do something fun. And I was telling you about this show that I'd heard about in the fringe. Have you heard about this show? It's called like a man in a gorilla suit sits on a rocking chair and rocks for an hour and a half. Have you heard about this? You've told me about it. Yeah. Yeah, But the show's just like literally that a guy in a gorilla suit and he sits on this rocking chair. And then the whole point of the show is that people come up and play games, like basically someone puts a hat on the, you know, they just have to make them up. The audience makes up these games that they play with the performer and they put a hat on him and everyone cheers and someone takes the hat off and everyone goes, boo. And so the the audience is inventing these games to play, but it just seems to me like at the fringe, eventually you're just like, I want to do something. Totally. I
2: want to be you're on part like of day the Day five, you would totally just be like, shut the fuck up, like whatever. But it was also, well, also everyone who's there is like, Gone to lecoq for seven yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing performers. <laughs> coming back from their year at Goliath, yeah, exactly. but his show was at one thirty. Everyone was just fucked up. Like I performed on it twice. The first night it was fine. The second night, I could not like get a word in. The crowd was so rowdy and just like so what, shows, you, what did pussy. you
1: do? I was show like, him your pussy.
2: I like showed images of bad things, and I was like, don't look at the bad. Like look look at me, and you'll mm-hmm. be saved. And they just couldn't handle that. Like, it was just a screen and me, and they're just like, I, I don't know what you're saying, man. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I was just like, fuck, yeah.
1: You're going out there, you're like choking the other first audience, and she's like, shut up, shut yeah. up, shut up, <laughs> shut the fuck. But then this person who went
2: after me, this performer, Meg Moonface, just looks crazy. Makes up, has makeup, big circle little thing on her face, and everyone was like, what? Like, everyone got scared. Because you're fucked up, and you're just like, what Everyone's the fuck scared. is that? Yeah, yeah. So it was a good lesson, I guess, in like handling drunk mobs. Did it prepare you better for the, those L.A. crowds? I don't know. That's another thing people say is that L.A. crowds are too polite. They laugh at everything. Interesting. But I noticed that at the Fringe, like when a joke isn't funny, but it's you say it like a joke, like the rhythm is like bum bump 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 or yeah. whatever. People were just like dying at shit like that, and I was just like, I don't even think he said the joke yet. Like I think that was just the I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, there's there's sort of one philosophy, which is like, oh, if you can kill in front of a, bu- a bunch of drunk Australians, you can kill anywhere. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. And then there's like, and if there's a, maybe it's level two, but there's a thing where it's like, no, that's not a good audience either. Yeah. Like, that doesn't breed good performance skills or good comedy no. either. You, you show know. your cock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you can make... You can say statements like that. I think every time totally. I ever perform is completely different. Totally, that's even if cool it's the about same. It. You
0: can't ever really. You master think it's cool? It. I I think that's cool. Every time I think I'm gonna kill on stage, usually something hap- like bad happens, and I'm yeah. like, wow, I don't know anything about what yeah. I'm doing. And then sometimes when I go in having no preconceptions about how the show's gonna go, yeah, it ends up going better than I thought. Yeah.
2: Sometimes when I'm in a really bad mood. It really hits well because people are like, you came out angry and it was like funny. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But that's a big clown thing too is like conceptualizing what you're going to do on stage before you go out and then you go out and you try to do it and it sucks versus like real Buddhism shit having nothing going on and then you step out and figure it out. Always is way funnier in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What that's funny. Uh, anger, anger is not really a, an emotion I can unlock on stage really? or like find out a way to be funny with. So maybe after the podcast, you can show me. How to I'll do show it. you. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you some instructions. Do you think
1: you get angry, Sam?
0: I think I do get angry, but I have anger that. That I don't channel, like I don't channel into my comedy. Really, mm. do you think do
1: you have you a silent anger? Sam has a silent anger.
2: I could see you having a silent kind of Protestant. You New get England you get anger. silent when you're yes. mad. I think. I, yes. Yeah. That's how I get angry. Yeah, I can see that. Do I get angry on stage? <laughs> I get like silly angry, like stomping, and just like oh, oh like mm. it translates pretty pretty naturally. I think.
1: I don't think. I, I think if I was really angry on stage, it would be scary. I would be scared. Like it wouldn't, I wouldn't actually like, yeah, I wouldn't be like, ah, I would actually, my heart would be beating really fast. And then I would be like, I need to get off stage. Yeah. Like that Aww, would be actually so me being angry. Yeah, it yeah, wouldn't yeah. like, would, that's yeah. an act, right? It's like, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's but still. if I'm like mad at an audience member or something, like.
0: but I guess someone like Bardia, for instance, or like Louis black or something, it's like true. That. It's like, you yeah. have a character that can channel probably yeah, yeah, yeah. a real anger inside of you. Or, or you Brian like, Fittiman, Brian Fittiman, but it can channel into a kind of like, hyperbolic over the top it's true version.
1: that but that's yeah i guess that's different to me i'm talking about really being angry on stage feeling angry about something that's going on yeah yeah, no,
2: yeah but that like responding to a heckler right like, how does like that angrier? i would
1: that i would lose but yes i think being angry on stage is fun like in that way it's funny
0: yeah i can't even do that version you
1: can't even do that
0: yeah why not, it's not i don't know it's not it's not what i go to or what access is like funny in me
1: mm, oh, what boy. access is funny in you
0: feeling stupid feeling stupid or scared what about you
2: what is what
1: what access is funny in you <laughs> what access
2: <laughs> is funny in me that's what that was Fuck. sam's wording i'm just reusing, reusing it
1: you can take it up with him the
2: prostate
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: what gland i don't know i guess feeling manic i feel like manic have you ever like you just stay up all night and then the next day you have kind of a manic glow sure sure
1: like, that kind of vibe, I yeah. feel like. You're connecting divine ideas together.
2: Is that what happens when
1: you... You know, when you're manic, you're like, oh, everything makes sense. God is here. God is with me. Everything is like yeah. a sign. Da-da-da.
2: But to circle back, I don't know anymore I, about, yeah, like, what you were saying, getting better. It's... It, or feeling like you can master. It's different. It's different every time. The Our, pre- we
0: have this comedian we really love called Stuart Lee, and he, he's a British guy. And it's funny because maybe I don't actually, he's not my favorite comedian anymore, but he's the reason why I started doing stand up, um, which I also don't do anymore. (laughs) But uh, he has, he wanted to do this, he has a stand up show, and he wanted to do this idea where he would do sets in like rooms that he booked himself and stuff. And then he would film himself doing the same set, but on like a cruise. Mm. And he would cut back between the two sets and show you how like jokes that work in a a club, he would like be absolutely bombing at on a cruise. And uh, I thought that was always an interesting concept, but it just goes to show that it's like there isn't like a thing what kills at the fringe won't kill in um, life world. Or vice versa. The two ends of
2: the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: Well, this... Two extremely different environments. I kind of have an interesting
2: question for you guys. Okay. Which is a thing that I've always wrestled with, with my best friend Pierce, which is the idea of quantity versus quality. Like, as a performer or even an artist, which one is kind of... It, it, it's too simple to say which one's better.
1: Yeah, but, but one I, is better. One wins out. You know? Yeah, I think it's quantity.
2: But I do too, and yeah. I was big quantity mode, but then I felt like it was cheapening the the mm. performance or or I felt victim to the clown thing where I wouldn't prepare anything. Yeah. And I was like, I just want to get my reps in and like figure this out. And then I just felt like I did it too much. It's true. So all my friends were like, yeah, I don't really want to come see your show where you just kind of fuck around yeah, on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Again, like...
1: I think it's a mix. I think you have to find a place where you can do a lot of... There's, like, low-risk low, low risk places where you can do something over and over, and then there's, like, places where you should be you should more show thoughtful. Up. Yeah. But I think there's different, different avenues for each. Right, Sam?
0: That's right. But there's no... It's hard to find a, a, a low-stakes place where you can fuck around. You like know there's that.
1: a low-stakes place you can fuck around once a week? a freaking podcast
0: a fucking podcast yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. it takes so much work no, to but set it up
0: i um no i feel that way though about the about performing in new york city where it's like it's so hard to put on a show like it's really? so much work Or I just mean, it's like not, the it's the not actual- that hard but like to get people to come to your show yeah is so much work that like I'm like, oh, I don't want to, like, spend... Yeah, Sam my, is, like just a social capital. To, like, fuck... I bro, about you, that you, said this, like, you said
1: this the other day, man, and I've been thinking about it. I think about that all yeah, the time. you keep
0: thinking about it.
1: No, bro. <laughs> this is... Because this is the thing. Okay, so this is actually me airing a, a real a real issue that we have, which yeah. is that, like, I... um, I wanted to do the Raisin Man live show more. Mm-hmm. um, But Sam has, like, you have this real thing about it where you're, like, it would be demanding time from our friends to do it and it would be bad yeah um but i just feel like i'm like well when do you do it because then is it the things like oh once we get like a million listeners then we can do the show and people will come willingly but it's like but then you haven't spent any time getting ready for it to be good yeah and like you have to be bad at some point and someone has to come and people just come i don't know you know what i'm saying what do you think about that
0: i i mean i think you're right i i think it's a it's a skill that you can only the skill of being on stage is one you can really only hone by being on stage, but I don't think we have enough listeners or friends between us where we would do like a once a month show and still get it, people to come to it. And yeah, I it don't would know take I, a lot of work.
1: I don't, I don't think that that's true, like in an objective sense, but also it like wouldn't even matter like, it wouldn't even matter how many... Anyways, it doesn't matter. But I guess my qu- my, my, my point being, like, yeah, you, you. I guess it's a question of, like, you have to waste someone's time at some point.
2: I know, but I, I think the same thing, where I'm, like... I feel like most of the people who come to my shows are largely just my friends. And I'm, like, that's great. I support you guys. You support me. But I also just want to do this thing. It sucks that I have to have people watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me to do it. Like... I just want to do that for my own self-esteem. I want to like do a thing and put on a show and think about it and pull it off. But you can't really just do that all the time. Like you it, you need people to come and be a part of the audience. Yeah. Like I have a show a week after I get home where me and my friend Eli are both doing 30 minutes. We're uh-huh. just dividing an hour into two. And I just want to do that. Like, after seeing Fringe, I was like, oh, okay. Like, you guys are doing that for an hour? Like, I'm allowed to try to do something for a half hour. But I feel weird about inviting my friends. I'm like, I am just going to be fucking around. It's just like Will's playtime. Yeah. Like, sorry. You don't have to come if you don't want to. But can you do that by yourself?
1: No, you can't. You need someone there. What if I just, like,
2: put it on Twitch? I guess that's just not the same. It's not the same. a human audience. Yeah. I- I also t- t- But it's the social capital thing But I besides I People go to shows totally. For
1: other reasons That aren't just Showing up for you They go there to see Other people In their world they, that's I mean true. And they do come to see you Because they're like Well this person's gonna Come to my show Or the, I know this person Will be good eventually You know what I mean Like there's a million reasons That people come That are selfish Honestly it's just a reason To meet up with other people Yeah it's And not. get a drink afterwards They just like have to Sit through your shitty One hour show That's funny First Yeah You know
0: yeah, yeah. I don't have a... Like, I would be happy with doing, like, a Raisin Man show, like, four times a year, five times a year, that kind of thing. But then it would
1: never be good.
0: That I don't think that's true. Like, I think I could put together... I mean, like, maybe the three of us would be, like, a different story. Like, how do we...
2: You guys have done it before, ...be on right?
0: stage together and practice being together. But, like, it's the quality thing. Like, we could all put together... 15 minutes of stand up separately and have it be good
1: yeah i don't know i don't know i I think i think that like four times a year is like not enough for it to be anything really that's the thing where i do think you need quantity you need to be doing it with some like regularity and some of them need to be bad in order for it to be really like magic because otherwise it's just this like thing i don't know yeah it's like a philosophy difference about how many times you have to do it before it's like interesting
2: i need an answer I just, it's this thing I'm just plagued by. Like we did a show, a monthly show, me and Eli, where we booked four other people every show, but we just kind of fucked around. Like I did the thing where I just made stuff up for 10 minutes, which is what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to try that out and we did it like six or seven times and it just kind of felt like a lot to put on people a little bit. Like it was just like, yeah, why am I doing this? Like I'm not like writing something amazing that I want to show off. It's just kind of reps And it's just kind of like I want to run a show And see what that feels like Which after a while Felt like I was Extracting attention
1: You ever have someone Come up to you after a show And they're like You wasted my time No I'm mad at you
2: No but I would like that you so,
1: But some people do think it right
2: Oh yeah, you've yeah. been to a show where you oh, thought someone yeah. wasted my time. I think that really, yeah. I
0: think that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah I, Sam. Like,
1: that's when Sam really gets mad. Really, when he's at a show where he doesn't like, and he's like, <laughs> No, I <laughs>
0: it's don't. Like hulking don't out really.
1: in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> my time is wasted.
0: But uh, yeah, it's it is annoying when you feel like, oh man, you you like, you have been talking about this show for like three months and like. <laughs> And like advertising. <laughs> Don't get too it, specific. Advertising <laughs> it <laughs> Advertising it like all the time on your social media. Like it's taken over your social media. And then like we show up and you've like haven't even written the thing yet. It's not written even written the prepared song? It's 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 not even prepared. Yeah. I mean I get what like I get how that's that's a limiting philosophy because like the person's like trying to do a thing that's not prepared. But like it's different, you know, that story about how, like, oh, the Beatles got good by, like, being at a, playing at some Yeah, pub. yeah, yeah, playing in Germany for, like, five years. Playing in a pub, like, every week they played at this pub for, like, five years. And it's, like, that's cool, but, like, you can't set up a version of that with stand-up in New York City.
2: Yeah.
1: Unless you're, like, at a club. Unless
2: you're, like, doing a club, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but then you, like, already have to be good. You already have had to have your five years. It's not...
1: I just don't think that's true because people come to shows because they're, like, vibey and because they're, like, that's the spot to be, even if the show's bad. Bro, there's so many shows. That's cool. Uh, There's so many shows of people who are, like, big online or whatever and the shows are, like, kind of ass. But people go and they get, like, sold out because... No, totally. and, And... but that's different that's, th- that's different That's why Because the way-
2: they have an audience It's like you're big online I'm not your friend I know This yeah. isn't you asking yeah. As a personal favor For me to you come out On a big Tuesday online first <sighs>
1: Yeah I don't know But then you're But then, you're, do but do then you're doing Your shitty show In front of people Who could be fans And they're like That show was ass w- Wouldn't it be better To do a shitty show For your friends Who come to like Hang out with you and then you get good, and then you get famous, and th- or whatever, and then people come see your show that's, like, figured out, as opposed to having to fail in front of, like, an actual audience. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Yeah, but it feels extractive. I guess I- it comes back to the likability thing. If they love you and like you, it's awesome. But if they're kind of like... Like that meme where it's that guy playing come. the guitar, and he's like... It's a guy playing guitar and he's thinking like, oh, man, all my friends showed up. This is awesome. And it's everyone in the crowd thinking the same thought. It's like, this is the last favor I do for this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, But then they don't come. Then they stop coming. And then and then you, you know, you're like, well, my show's got to be better if people are going to come. People can choose not to come to something.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: And I've already gone through that digestive process. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I know what it's like when people don't show up to your show.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'm just, I guess, I. So there's, a, there's a double question here because the one is, what do you, you know, how do you do this? But then the other question is like, I wish we could have had a, a Razor Man live show, and this is like a philosophical difference that me and Sam have. But what's about the philosophical
2: this? difference is that you want to try it live, or you, you think it is worthy of being put on, and Sam doesn't.
1: Yeah, not even worthy, like, it's just like, you do it for yourself, you're like, we have to do it this many times in order to figure out what it is, and like... That's the
2: shit I don't like, that's kind of what I'm wrestling with.
1: You're anti, so you're Sam's side. No, no,
2: no. You should move to LA. No, I'm... I'm kind of your side, but it's, it's not even a side, it's just that thing of like, we have to put it on a few times to figure it out. I wish that process could be private.
1: No, I just don't, I... I mean, sure, you can, like, do all the writing that you want in your house or whatever, but you really just don't know until you do it. Yeah. I I just don't – I don't think there's, like, a fully – you can't, like, be in your house for 10 years and then come out with a fire thing. You have to, like, be doing it. And I personally think that, like, yeah, it's a little shameless, but, like, that's that's what it takes to be a freaking shark. You just got to be, like, I'm going to put my thing out – like – all this shit we put out is so, you know, it's like, I put out bad shit all the time. And I like, in a sense, demands people attention for it. Yeah. Constantly. You know, we put out this fucking podcast, you know, like demanding <laughs> people's attention with everything I make. Obviously online, it's like a lot easier to like avert yeah. your eyes or whatever. Yeah. But like, I think the people that get good are the people who are like, I literally don't give a shit. Like I need to get good and I just do it. I mean, I also think yeah. sometimes people get like too drunk too lost in the sauce of like I don't have to prepare I don't have to prepare I just like don't have and I think that's a problem eventually you have to be like okay if I'm gonna demand the time I need to rise to the occasion totally but I think you need to be shameless enough to be like I'm gonna demand the time and then I'm gonna make it my business to make sure the show is good and I'm going to like if it's if it matters to me that I respect my friend's time then it it is my responsibility to make it good and now I'm on the hook because I've booked the show I have to make sure it's good but in some place you have to be like I literally don't care like I just have to make it because like yeah. no one's no one's gonna no one's gonna give me anything unless I'm just like this is a show this is a show that's cool this is the thing to come to I'm good even yeah. if you're not good you have to kind of say it and pretend that you are and like no one's gonna b- reward you for being humble for being like I don't I do not do anything because yeah. I don't want to like bother my friends it's like no one's gonna give a yeah. shit then you know
2: if you're shy about it yeah damn that Philippe kind of just owned us <laughs> no 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 no. I don't feel that way <laughs> yep. I don't feel that yeah, way yeah, no, you know, I feel been, I fully swayed right. to that kind Honestly. I think
0: yeah. the my philosophy, I, I like we're we're actually setting ourselves as more different than we actually are. But uh, we're
1: not so different, you and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic but like debating, I think it would.
0: Yeah. I what I would rather do you flip is flip the script if it, on me, and and maybe I have to put my money where my mouth is in this context. But I'd rather invest in the podcast mm. and have it get good.
1: And uh, like, have
0: get followers, and then be like, okay, there's enough of a platform here that there's like interest in doing shows that like we wouldn't have to bust our ass off yeah. promoting this online to get to sh- f- to get like our fifteen friends to show up to yeah, a show, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then you can like do the th- do the show, you know. But I think there's like. There's, like, ways to get... I would rather... I know so many people in New York who are, like, the funniest guys and girls on stage. And, like, I love going to their shows. And, like, they have nothing, you know? Like, they don't work in comedy. They so, don't make So, wait, money so what's your point it. there? So, it's like, would I rather be someone who's, like, big online and has a lot of followers and people show up to their show like no matter what and their show's kind of shitty or would i rather be the person who's like the like who they their their live performance practice is like stellar it's
1: yeah. like
2: it's like an ice pick. i
1: would rather be the second
2: i i would i would rather be the second i'd rather live good lives you would rather be the first even if your show sucks you get a ton of people come
1: no, I think you can do both. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you got to be the second. You got to just like be doing it. And then you have to make your business. Like, you just have to do both. But I think you can't, like, you both need to be true. The show needs to be good and you need to do it a lot. And you need to like risk it being bad because otherwise it can't be good. Like. Damn, yeah.
2: Yeah, but, but, but then what if it's bad?
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, it will be bad. It will be bad. Everyone does bad shows. I just feel like whatever if the, if people did listen to this and did come to like a raisin man live show or whatever i would end and suddenly like a incidentally a lot of people in the audience at our Razor man live show i don't know who the fuck they were really but i think yeah there were like there were randos for sure it would be funny
2: to listen to raisin man the podcast and not go to the live show
1: true if yeah, you here. yeah. <laughs> you know, just what are you doing it's with? such a yeah it's such a niche thing but like i don't know i just think you. Know, i would rather fail in front of friends than fail in front of like an audience that's like ready to see me.
2: That's kind of a difference I have. I feel like when I first started doing comedy, I hated it when my friends were in the crowd. I was like, this is my own thing. I'm going to figure it out. Like, I'm not going to waste your time. I'm trying to figure out how to be funny. And then somewhere a shift happened where my friends started coming and it felt amazing.
1: Because mm. you started being
2: good? Maybe, but they just laugh more. They know you. It's just nice. you yeah. are like, oh, they're supportive people that I love. But then now it's coming back around the other side where I'm like, I'm asking too much of you guys to see all this shit.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to create polemic. I think ultimately. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's fine either way. But I have spent a lot of time going to my friend's shows and you just go because it's like what you're doing. You know I mean? Like comedy is so it's like a social thing. It's not really. Yeah. do not I like really for anything other than just to hang out with your friends.
2: I like that. Maybe that's the difference between New York and L.A. I feel like you drive to a show in L.A. And then you're like, okay, where are we driving to after this? I'm actually just going to go home. Oh,
1: you're not chilling after? You
2: do. But I feel like it's not as easy of a, like, let's just cross the street and go to that thing. Mm. It's more of a, like, usually way less people make it to the next place. It's true. But but shit is not across the street here, you know? Really? It's far. Yeah, dude. It takes longer to get around this place than L.A. Really? I'm talking fifteen minutes in my car, listening to whatever song I like. Yeah, yeah. but at least we we'll have to get flooded,
1: and then an earthquake, and then the sun's gonna I fall. I do on think the that city. is
2: gonna happen. Yeah, I was so happy to be gone all summer because I was like, Shit. "It's about to happen." Yeah, like people are gonna die in L.A. Oh, I was in L.A. Okay, during the pandemic, like when San Francisco was red. Yeah, that was fucking scary. L.A. was orange. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then I've been there when it's like ash raining down from the sky. Like, I'm from the East Coast. So I'm just like, this is bad.
1: Yeah, scary shit. I
2: think it's going to happen very soon. No. Yeah. No.
0: The, is that what everyone talks about
2: in LA? I don't think so.
1: Really? Yeah. We, we had not a friend enough. who was like, we're talking like about it all thing. the time, whether or not we should move out.
2: No, I don't think so. Not in my circle.
1: You're not talking about moving out because of the...
2: I'm not talking about moving out because of climate change.
1: You're moving because out because... of clowning.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other C word, huh? Yeah. No, I don't think we talk about it. I mean, yeah. we talk about it in the way that everyone our age is like, ah, oh, love warming. Yeah, the world's yeah, going to yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm starting... Like, is that going to happen? I don't know. I was such a little doomsday prepper in college. And now I'm not. I yeah. Don't, I don't think about it.
1: I know. I'm, I'm Hakuna Matata vibes now. I you used to be scared. Yeah. And now...
2: It's all good.
1: No, it's all good. Woo. No one's talking about leaving New York. And really? they should, because we're going to get flooded. Well, maybe not us out here in Bed-Stuy, but if you're living in Williamsburg. Yeah. If you're in the Lower East Side. New York scares me a little for bit. over I, I,
2: I just don't like big cities like this.
1: What about LA? It's much bigger.
2: Dude, LA's so, like, small. It feels so what? small. It's big. You just don't go to so much of it. Yeah, it's true.
1: You and just this makes out- you scared? Not like
2: scared, but it just kind of, there's a, there's a depression, there's a depression in like, uh, the city and capitalism is everywhere. Where would you live
1: if you could? Name one city in the world.
2: I would live, uh, what city? Well, I guess I'm cool with it now. Now you're cool with LA. I built, I built up to it. I like went to school in Boston and I hated that, but then it felt tiny when I left and then I was in LA and then it feels tiny.
1: You got to go to a bigger city. Mexico City. Biggest city in the world.
2: Really? I would live in Berlin. (gasps) That shit was hot. Really? It was so nice.
1: I'd like to go to Berlin.
2: Talk about good vibes.
1: I got an animation in the Berlin, in a Berlin animation festival. Really? I thought about going. You should. I can't go because I'm going to Argentina. Oh, that's right. And by the time I'm back, uh, the festival's going to be happening, but I really wanted to go, and I really wanted to go clubbing, but...
2: I did that in Berlin. You did it. We did the thing. It was so fun.
1: Really? Holy crap!
2: Yeah, that shit was crazy. Everyone's staying up. It's like actually that. Everyone stays up so late, all night. Also in Europe, no one tells you this. The sun goes down at like eleven thirty. Yeah, and then it's it wild. rises at th- like three. How come? Do they got, got farther north. Berlin is so north. Like America's here. Berlin is like so. They're almost like um, Alaska. It's
1: almost like when you're in Alaska. Is it cold there?
2: In Berlin? Does it get hot? It was fun. But it was so fucking crazy. Sun so coming up at 3 a.m. 3 a.m.? Yeah. You like blink and it's kind of over.
1: Oh, that's, a li- that's actually kind of... And then just
2: up. so many people staying up all night, walking home at like 10 in the morning and people uh-huh. going to work. And I'm like, how does this thing like keep... How do you guys keep it going after this weekend? Like
1: <laughs> mm. Well, a huge manufacturing base. Yeah. A really bustling economy. They benefit from the EU and they kind of like Oh okay Economic yeah. There's a lot of factors like that I hadn't ec- thought about yeah. <laughs> Clearly An economic arrangement that's sort of like dis- puts it at a disadvantage the countries like Spain and Portugal yes. and Italy and then funnels capital into They're staying
0: up late in Italy and Spain too though you know.
1: Yeah you're right Yeah dude
2: They're <laughs> staying up <laughs>
1: my, late My theory is falls apart <laughs>
2: Dinners are way too long over there In Germany in
1: Europe, they eat open face sandwiches for lunch or dinner I don't know about that. I went to... I was with a German family. They said oh, in we, Germany. Yeah, they said we eat open face lunches, open face sandwiches for dinner.
2: They said it was like a dirty secret. They're
1: yeah, like, you should understand this. We eat
2: so open face. Yeah, I kind of right. hate <laughs> Europeans after the summer. Really? I went
1: there so like... What's their... Idea say? What's, I'm what, an what are American, they like? I'm
2: like, I'm so sorry to be here. I'm going to be so nice and yeah. polite and... And then by the end of it, I was like, no, you guys are just as fucked up and stupid as we are. Like, I would, like, see French people make, like, social gaffes. You know what I mean? Like, fuck up. And I would, like, tally it. I would be like, okay, like, that's something an American would do. And then when it reached, like, 30, I was like, okay, yeah, you guys suck. Like, (laughs) I see beyond the mirage.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was in France, I made friends with this guy named, oh, what was his fucking name? It was, like christian or laurens or something. something and i was French. there i was there with my ex-girlfriend at the time and he put on a song i think it was like a lincoln park song and he rapped the whole thing to us that it rocks. was awesome he wrapped the whole thing and me and my girlfriend were looking at each other like this guy this guy's killing this it. guy rules yeah yeah but that's just to say you know they got corny guys they got they got zoomies guys over there you know guys yeah. with gauges he loved 30 Seconds to Mars. He loved Jared Leto. He thought Jared Leto was like yeah. so basing cool. your
2: entire it's understanding of French <laughs> off this Zuby's <zoomies> guy.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Europeans are total idiots and nothing brings it home as seeing them over here.
1: Oh, yeah. Because
0: yeah, they
2: look like fucking stupid, stupid,
1: <laughs> stupid. There's always French people with their kids around Brooklyn.
2: Yeah. I studied abroad There's in Amsterdam, like the Netherlands. Everyone there dresses so funny like Aeropostale jackets yeah like fake leather jacket Aeropostale Tommy no no it's like Abercrombie and Fitch or whatever yeah and then like capris and like (laughs) Sanooks. and I'm like dude you're like a 40 year old man like (laughs) actually what are you wearing (laughs) like
1: cultural context aside just look at your body in the morning and think about that you look like shit bro I don't know when I saw the worst person in the world I was like that's where I want to be Dude, I love that movie. I want to meet that girl. I want to live there. I want to live in, uh, where do they live? That's like Northern Europe. Yeah. Where's the city that I they live in? I think it's in Norway. Denmark like or some shit? So Copenhagen? What's the, what's the yeah. city? It's not Copenhagen. It's Vienna? Yeah. Austria? Uh, Berlin? I can't remember. I just I, like the girl. I just like the girl. If, yeah. if every girl is like the girl, the worst North person North. in the world, then I'm there. Yeah, that movie was awesome. And that
2: city looked beautiful. And it looked fun. relationship looked awesome.
1: Yeah, but then the guy dies. What's up? Oh, yeah, the that. other guy. Yeah. Ooh, wait, wait, I only saw the first dude, half.
2: Worst person in the world. Talk about worst movie in the world. <laughs> so true. No, no, not that movie. Oh, Everything, everywhere, all the time. Did you guys already talk about that? I on didn't. This podcast? I didn't. But I have
1: like I have a inter. I haven't seen it, but I already know I, I hate it. Dude. I already know I hate it, and Me I too. I hate discourse around I it. I think
2: okay, I won't talk about it's, it. No, dad. please
1: go in. Go I in. I just think that's when my,
2: a cultural shift happened in my brain when everyone was losing their mind at that movie, and I saw it, and I was like. It's like Reddit 2008 yeah. Bacon Band-Aid yeah, yeah, like yeah. mustache tattoo on your finger <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit. And I was like, this is horrible. I yeah. walked out of the movie. I've never done that. And when I told people I walked out, they're like, what? Because it like focuses on an Asian mother and daughter yeah, relationship. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no. like, it's just, And I was, I was like, I love the Northmen, though. And they're like. <laughs> oh
1: <my God. laughs> but right. actually now northman though, on the other hand that uh, movie's pretty good that was like
2: shocking i was like why also the daniels who directed that movie went to emerson and switch pocket army man or whatever that movie's called army pocket no man clue. swiss army man
1: no, no clue what it. the yeah, fuck that is. What that is swiss
2: pocket man Ooh. their first movie also random sauce movie also weird as fuck and i was like what is happening with these guys?
1: Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but basically the way it's been described to me, it's it's a thing that I recognize, which is like kind of like fake art film or like toy art film. I, even the fact that they directed music videos, I'm like already like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm like not interested it in seeing like something f- that looks like an art film, but is not an art I love film. It is that. It's kind of yeah. like a
2: Funko Pop. It's like the yeah, exactly. toy art thing.
1: Yeah. And I, that does, that just makes that me just mad. Rubs me. I though. do not like that.
2: But yeah, I hated that shit, and I loved The Northman, so <laughs> come at me, guys. <laughs> uh, did you see The Northman, Sam? Did yeah. Did you watch it together? I watched it alone.
1: Ah, uh, you watched it I alone. I don't even know if I
2: loved it. I was just like, all right, that was cool.
1: I liked it okay. It wasn't... I liked the other guy so much more.
2: The Witch. Oh, yeah. That movie's fucking amazing.
1: I love The Witch. The Northman was maybe a little What's more... What's the other one he did? Lighthouse. Lighthouse.
2: <sighs> yeah. Dude, Her- Hereditary. Love that movie. Met Ari Aster at the smallest no party. way. I was at my friend Gabe Bernini's house. Is he cool? Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It it's okay. I fair. promise you, he won't hear this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> That's
2: good. Yeah. How do you guys live with saying controversial stuff that's recorded forever?
1: You should... If you listen to every episode, you'll know exactly we, how we feel about it because we talk about it every episode. We're closer to than you might think because
0: there was a girl... We, I remember us I chilling at a bar and this, our friend trying to get this, well, this one person, maybe it was Will, someone at the time in in Simpletown set up with this, this person at this bar. And Ooh. she was like, yeah, she um, used to date Ari Aster. Like they just broke up So you're
1: saying We're closer to him Than you think Because a <laughs> yes, guy Because so he so, might, because he dated so someone That someone was yeah, trying same. To w- set Will yeah. up with
2: He seems like a, That kind of guy To just do his research Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like fucking Go down a rabbit yeah. hole Yeah my ex-girlfriend know? Know. From Like six years ago Oh what's this niche podcast?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait someone was trying To set up a guy With my ex-girlfriend I want to see What group he's in And the other people I'm like, going to watch no. All their sketches
2: Oh you're in the audience Of that yeah. sketch They did in 2017 <laughs> I'm going to kill you Yeah <laughs> I'm going to kill you That was weird That was a very late L.A. moment moment it was like last summer or this summer It was like four months ago mm-hmm. i just turned around and i was like what the fuck what are you doing i don't, don't even know really what he looks like he whatever but yeah. you knew what he was yes what, who he was I, I knew what he was <laughs> but yeah that was weird and also d- chloe cherry at that same party <laughs> but i'm talking those two people and then like 14 of our just great friends
1: Huh. So you're saying that they fell off, that they were at this busted party? I don't know what clout, happened. Absolutely. Well, I know how hurting.
2: they got there, but it's just, it was crazy. I really like Ari Aster's movies. Did you movies. talk
1: to him and you say, hey, I like your movies? I did. I was like, yeah, "What he say?" Awesome.
2: He's like, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, I love that. Man.
1: I find, I like his movies, but <laughs> yes, I like his He's movies, like, let but let with enough time, I find that there are flaws in all of them. Oh. They don't like... They I don't,
2: only like Hereditary.
1: I saw The Witch a second time and I thought this... Different guy movie. Different guy Yeah Oh you're right, right so No hereditary No f- psych yeah, I yeah. love hereditary yeah. <laughs> I love that movie No <laughs> yeah, flaws yeah, yeah. Absolutely Perfect flawless movie. Perfect movie <laughs> Bro I, I don't really care movie. about
2: Midsommar though I think that movie's just kind of yeah, weird
1: Yeah it, it was It was these But
0: hereditary <laughs> Ooh. I want to see the movie About the guy who Who has sex with his
2: dad Oh yeah I Wait who that. has sex with his dad Like the problem with the Johnsons The problem with the Oh Johnson's. yeah I've seen
1: it I've seen it it's, a, it's, it's funny It's like a little It's a short that he made
2: Yeah he has a lot of good weird little la shorts
1: it's real it's really stylized it's like kind of silly sauce
2: dude i'm so excited to go back to la and just watch tv for a month straight i haven't watched any i haven't seen the rehearsal i haven't seen nope even though apparently it's bad sam <laughs> i haven't seen it
1: <laughs> we talked about it for a whole just <laughs> <time. laughs> something happening, bro <laughs> that's good so you and so you like the northman um, that's the movie <laughs> you liked yeah
2: yeah, I thought <laughs> that it showed strong values uh, and like
1: yeah. st- strong family It's like a vision of a world that yeah. we should
2: kind of aspire like to. such a good f-
0: time to be on earth. <laughs> uh, just the uh the Northman, American History X, yeah. like oh, I love Northman Northman American, American, American History X, <laughs> Fight Club, but yeah. just like back. Another to back. great film. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, do you feel like you have to catch up on TV when you live in LA cuz you might meet a, an actor no. out on the street?
2: No, I'm pretty not a TV guy. My my parents are very, like, anti-technology. I, like, didn't have internet for a while growing up. I like, didn't have a phone until, like, senior what? year of high school. That's
1: like Sam. He could only watch the opera until he was 20. Yeah,
2: big time. Yeah. They
1: only let him watch I had Verdi. a family
2: computer that I got, like, 30 minutes of time on. Really? But it totally had the opposite effect where they restrict something from you. So then when it's you're free, you're excited. Like, you become yeah. insane. Yeah. So I love my computer now, but...
1: No, it's okay. My parents, really le- s- my parents let me use a computer, and I love the computer even more now. <laughs>
2: so, but I do see TV is just such a waste of time. Mm. Just generically. Generic? Also, I don't really like video games. What? I think it's it's all just my dad. He thinks it's <sighs> such a waste of time. <gasps>
1: Actually, I feel you. I mean, I play video games, but I also think
2: they're a waste of time. Do you remember the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker, bro? Dude, my dad was like, "That is the only video game you're allowed to play yeah. because you have to sail a boat from island to island, and it takes time. Yeah, and it's not exciting."
1: Famously, the second half of that game unplayable because you spend too much time sailing. Really? That's, well, that's I, where I that's where I stopped playing. You have to like I sail stopped, across the yeah. whole world, and I was like, I can't find. I but he find loved that. He was like, "Yeah, you, you, did he? Well, how did he
2: know about that? Did you describe that feature?" And he would know? like see me doing it playing it. Just like, what so you, you were doing?
1: already playing it? Yes. And then he allowed you. He's like, I'll allow <laughs> you what you've doing been doing. Yeah, he's <laughs> like,
2: that's the best. But we had a whole beef about Call of Duty. Like, all my friends play Call of Duty. He was like, absolutely not. <gasps> really? I got it and played it and he, like, didn't really like that I was playing it and then he came home and found me playing it after school one day and I got a bunch of trouble. So it
1: sounds like you got some pop culture in you.
2: I got some. I got, like, Super Smash Bros. Like, yeah. I-, I was dodging and weaving.
1: I always debate because I used to watch cartoons a lot. And I I think that that was good for me. Like it made really me, well because I make cartoons now, so I think about cartoons all the time. It's good for you. Like, yeah, it but, really worked out. for me. But you never know what's going to like inspire a kid. And I That's think true. like I'm like yeah, and I got to be on the computer a lot, and I think I got a lot out of it growing up. So I don't know. <laughs> I think when I have a kid, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just gonna let them. I'm just gonna give my iPad as soon as they're three oh, months old. No. Just cl- plug them in. No, I'm joking. I wouldn't do that. But I'm just saying that like this thing of like kids shouldn't watch X, Y, and Z. I, that's not, I mean, my dad would also encourage me to watch like more interesting stuff. And we'd watch like movies together as a family, like almost every night. So in that sense, it's like you kind of got both, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, it is inspiring. I definitely am going to be an asshole to my kids if I have them. Really? Talk about climate change. Yeah. I don't know. My parents raised me in a very like, we don't do that. We don't watch TV. That's Whoa. bad for you. Go outside. My family motto is learn to suffer. Like, actually. You really? yeah. guys have a family motto? We have like, a, like, on a crest? Yeah, we have a Duncan crest. I'll say this, though. It's Disky Patty, which means <laughs> learn to suffer.
1: I don't know. I don't know how Sam, you know, like... How Sam has been, uh, you know, uh, what deficits he has from not having watched Spongebob growing up, but almost everything else about his natural way of being is so much better than mine, you know? <laughs> Sam's just, body just works better. Did you watch Spongebob?
2: I didn't really, yeah. I I was not allowed to watch Spongebob because my dad said it made you stupid. No. Well, I mean, maybe. But I miss it. People Who would have known that Spongebob would be like
1: the... It's everywhere. It's Everyone true.
2: Everyone knows it. It's like a multi-cultural. Pretty, pretty soon, that's going to
1: end, and it's going to be Phineas and Ferb. Once Ugh. the SpongeBob people age out, Phineas and Ferb is next really? up. Really? I never watched any Phineas and Ferb. I never did. Yeah. Like Peppa Pig.
2: Also, Simpsons. My dad wouldn't let me watch the Simpsons. Really? I don't know why. And then he told me because the dad is a dope.
1: So he had a specific reason about every single he one. Let of me these watch things.
2: Malcolm in the Middle. Like that passed the test. I think it, it
0: was honestly. I could watch all that stuff, but we would have to like rent the DVD or VHS like a compilation of it and watch it that way.
2: Weird. So they were just like, we don't want the the advertising. Oh, really? It
0: was like we don't want the ability to just like the for portal you, for you to just like turn on the TV and yeah. then like passively watch something for hours or something.
2: But I was kind of same way, and I'm happy that that happened. Yeah. Also, Kyle Rodriguez saw Succession Cousin Greg at a stoplight in Silver, like, saw Succession no. Cousin Greg in a bar in Silver, like, probably the, the same, probably same night <sighs> that you saw him. And he was still in a tiny car at the bar. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he was wearing it around his shoulders. He was sipping on the teeniest little cocktail.
1: Cousin Greg. Oh, LA must. There's so many goaded people walking around LA. Dude,
2: I used to work at Friedman's, which is a kind of trendy Jewish restaurant uh-huh. four years ago. I, like, just moved to L.A., and it was the restaurant that I biked to from my house. Literally, like, Tim and Eric, Eric Andre, Nathan Fielder. It was, like, their...
1: When you say Tim and Eric, you mean both Tim Heidecker and Eric Warham. S- You're not just calling Tim Heidecker Tim and
2: Eric. No, separately. Separately. Yeah, yeah. Would come. No. That is funny, though. Tim and Eric is that Hey, guy. what's up,
1: Tim and Eric? <laughs> nice to meet you, Tim <laughs> um. Yeah, see, you say that to me and it, like, I'll be honest with you, it makes my stomach churn a little bit. Why? I don't know. No, I'm just I'm like... like a, w-
2: just, it was a big deal for me. I was like, I love these guys. I, I like
1: those guys, but for some reason, it's just like, I don't...
2: You don't want to see them.
1: I don't want to... Yeah, it's like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. Eric Warheim's whole thing kind of bums me out Dude, now. He's yes. like, all about food. And I'm like, I lot. I wish I could just, just like, stay... stay Eric Warheim is were. like
2: a hedonist... Greek god. Yeah, he has like ten meals a day. For real? Yeah. Damn. He does.
1: And it's from all that Tim and Eric money. Wow.
2: Once you're a famous comedian, that's also scary. How they both pivoted. Not scary, but just interesting to notice. Yeah, Tim became a family man. Singing man, That's music right. man, <laughs> yeah, and know, Eric exactly. just fully was like, yeah. "I'm gonna like have sex with 25 year olds and just eat like Thai chicken <laughs> spicy wings like 10 times a day," and yeah. post about it. But does he make a comedy on his
0: own? Because I would have described it as like definitely not. He dr- he dropped out. Yeah. And- and tim was like i i'm genuinely interested in yeah like, he, i try to
1: make right. work sam between you and me who which one is the which one is the family family songman, and which one is the, I'm is the you chicken guys wings guy <laughs> 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 uh, yeah sam would have a family but he would be eating 25 chicken wings <laughs> i'm
0: having 10 meals now
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: um lavish meals yeah yeah no it's a bummer to be like there's only two ways to to go see an artist you like and they're like
2: i just bought a vineyard yeah but why is that a bummer isn't that
1: awesome no because you've seen them age
2: it's like eric andre eric andre is going through that big time
1: what's he doing did he buy a vineyard he's always like on
2: vacation just yeah like i loved eric andre so much i loved his tv show i didn't think his stand-up was that funny ever but yeah. I was like, Eric Andre is awesome. Like, I love that. And then y- the last, like, five-ish years, he was in that, like, Verizon commercial. I don't know if you saw it. I like, did not see it. Just, I guess, selling out. Like, uh, he, like, voiced sure. a Chipmunk in Sing too or some shit. Like,
1: sure. Bro, Sing is good. Have you seen Sing? I've never seen Sing. He's pretty good. But I thought it was for kids. Well, you know, it's got something in there for the parents. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the adult, the parents, Felipe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but why, there is this natural reaction to be like, oh, you sell that. But I am like, why does that suck? That's great, Eric Andre. You got your money. You made it. You succeeded. See,
1: I don't. I don't have that feel. I don't have that like feeling of like personal identification with an artist where I'm like, yeah, like get your bag. I'm just like, you're an artist. You're cool as an artist. Now, you're now less cool. Th- you're less cool. I don't. It's like sure, you're living happy, but that's not why. I, yeah. I didn't care about how happy you were. I cared about yeah. how interesting your art was.
2: Yeah, and then when they pivot, they're like, "I really care about spicy chicken wings." You're but it's like, okay. But it's this the, the, the
1: truth. Going the tr- I'm gonna get
2: into that too. The truth is
1: that it happens to everybody because as you age, you you know, your
2: interests change. Your
1: interests change. You get a stake. You know, you you if you've made money, you can now have a life, and like you can't be you can't be like ironic or whatever your whole life. So it's just a reminder of how you have to age. It's like I don't get to be weird my whole life. And I think yeah, it's clear. I mean, the whatever. Tim, Tim Heidecker, Heidecker one is he the seems, most. To he seems me. really self-conscious about it. Every time yeah. I hear him in an interview, he seems to have kind of a, like an anxiety about he like really is. being seen as a person who's like fallen off. And has and genuine
2: th- interest in something that isn't funny. Like you like weird dad rock music, dude. That's fine. You're like fifty. It's yeah. all good. But he's always been the most irony shielded. I think of any performer I like.
1: But no no longer Wait, is
2: he
0: embarrassed about falling off
1: i don't know i just heard him i mean i don't even listen to office hours so maybe he talks more about this there but every time i've heard him on an interview he talks he talks a lot about really? like internet comments and like Whoa. what people say to him on the internet and i mean whatever like if it sucks to get bad internet comments but also i'm just like oh this seems to like hit at some insecurity for you is what i yeah is what i sense i guess Tim can still it get it your
0: bag you? and still make interesting stuff i agree i don't care like if eric Wareheim was like secretly really into Chinese food and and be like that's okay (laughs) I don't care about that
2: that's okay
0: I just like it would be cool if you could be into that but then also like still be exploring making work
2: yeah I guess it seems like he's not right yeah. being You can true. be
0: in the family movie or the or the whatever true. Disney, the next Disney
2: Plus. But that's hit. why people love like Bill Murray, I think, because he's like, I made my money, I'm a celebrity, and I show up at a f- restaurant in Rhode Island and ask for your and, I, and I harass and I <laughs> yeah. harass everyone. Like he's still being weird and Wes Anderson guy.
1: Yeah, it's true. But he's but he was getting kind of canceled, right? They were coming. He for was. Him. Yeah, I think I think because of that behavior, but he did other bad stuff. It's all part of it, you know. It's like. Oh really? I think he was kind of getting canceled.
2: Damn, there's so much more I want to talk about. It's just getting. We're
1: just getting started we now. We really are. Well, we can do five more minutes because we started late.
2: All right, let's talk about cancel culture and Sam Hyde. So <laughs> <minutes.
1: laughs> that's right. You said to me, "Can I say what you said to me what? about raising me?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, Will was like. Oh yeah, I used to work and I would just listen to Sam Hyde videos, and then I switched to Raisin Man and I went from the dark to the light side. <laughs> that's Aww, why. That's good because whenever I have like a really bad
2: corporate job, I listen to horrible shit on the internet yeah, just yeah. to kind of like temper the experience, just yeah. to be like, I'm still like edgy and out there and like whatever. So I listen to so much like Sam Hyde and like Come Town, which whatever. I'm just very fascinated by Sam Hyde. The whole rise yeah, yeah. and fall. Bro, me too. He's a boxer now. He's boxing. Yeah, he won in the UK. I'm just like, dude. You are like, I don't even know what the fuck you are, but yeah. I switched to Razor Man, and everything's been better. That's good. It's much more wholesome.
1: That's good. Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, cause you, you asked about Conor. We don't say controversial stuff on this podcast, do we? cuz you're like you've listened to a bunch of episodes.
2: We sometimes take think other you people. I do a little bit. <gasps> compared to like I don't know. I just went to college during the worst time, probably same time as you guys. When did you graduate? 2017.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> it was oh
2: gnarly. yeah. Um and yeah, just like people experimenting with cancel culture and identity shit and calling each other out like it was just very I feel like it was an experimental time like am I allowed to yell at you in front of everyone in this classroom about this thing like am I allowed to be this outraged about this thing yeah 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 so that was just like kind of just crazy to just be like whoa like I'm learning but I feel like that's not right but I guess I'm not allowed to think about that okay shit sorry so that's like my college experience so I'm like kind of unlearning that a little bit yeah just like you're allowed to be a human and say shit. You're allowed to like the Northmen. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that
2: was a big oh. deal for me. Oh. To oh. Say oh. That. You're like, yeah. hey, and man, like,
1: can you delete that thing I said yeah. about liking the Northmen? Yeah, I messaged you a million times. Dude, 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 please delete it. Please hey, man. It, Actually, just pull
2: the episode down. I'm freaking out. I'm Actually, freaking I'm out. <laughs> on Instagram. This never happened. <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> but. Yeah, and then I think that kind of still exists in LA a little bit just because I like hang out with friends from college and it's still there. So, yeah. And I they're listen, still canceling you? Yeah, I'm <laughs> always getting canceled. Cancelling. They love me, though. So then, yeah, when I listened to this podcast a little bit, I was like, oh, interesting. I, I don't know. Just small things. <laughs> just <laughs> tiny funny. little things, like That's Sam's Chinese fun. accent that he does sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> do you do that, Sam?
0: Sometimes. I don't know. Uh. I do it. Oh, I. Will, I when you go into your room, I record. <laughs> no. It. And then you <laughs> put it on it's the box. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I really like Contra points and sh- and she's sort of famous for bringing people like deconservatizing like white boys. And um, you think that's what them. we're doing? Yeah, that's what we're doing. It's what we did with.
1: Will. deconservatizing. So, I don't think we did that with Will. Did we show you how to be woke again? We cleaned Definitely all the not. Sam Hyde out of you.
2: Definitely not. No. No, it was it was good. It was just a nice yeah, yeah nice chat. Nothing too evil.
1: Yeah, just being just being friendly, just being nice. I was just
2: at the beach with my girlfriend's family and her f- extended family are real bros, bros. Oh yeah. And I haven't interacted with a guy like that in a long time. It was crazy. He was like a real like Saturdays or for the boys, like mm. that's his license plate. He was <laughs> like I'm not gonna hang out with my girlfriend, I'm gonna play Fortnite with my bros. Yo, what's up? Mm. I was just like Wow, that still exists.
1: Well, that still exists in New York too. But it's like, I'm not going to hang out with my girlfriend. I'm going to go to a clowning class. I'm going to do. I'm <laughs> going to do a Meisner class. <laughs>
2: that sounds cool, though. Hey, these guys are saying crazy shit. Like I'm going to hit the beach. No, <laughs> no, I'm going to rip the beach. They're ripping everything. What does it mean to rip the beast? Rip like, a bong? No, I'm gonna rip that couch right now. Yeah. It just sits on the I couch. I like that.
1: I'm gonna start saying that honestly. Honestly, yeah. Also, that's they say
2: money cool. a lot and gas. Like, bro, this lobster is money. I was like, I like that. I like that.
1: Okay, that's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And dock. his
2: girlfriend kept saying, "You're nice with it, Cole."
1: <laughs> <laughs> like we were
2: playing cards, and he would like, like you know, bullshit that game. Sure. You like a car down and lie he would be like i yeah. lied." she's like you're so sneaky with it <laughs> <laughs> i love that Bro. <laughs> you're evil with it. call
1: do you think those guys are happier than you
2: uh what do they say on raisin man arena level one yes level two no level three yes mm. did i do oh, it right
1: wow what a perfect distillation of the philosophy did i stick the landing Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. absolutely perfect absolutely that makes sense to me really yeah. that all translates. that was complicated yeah like level one they're dolts, they're idiots they're blissful level two i'm doing something that's like fulfilling and they're doing something that's like not leading them anywhere about it. Yeah. i'm thinking about life i'm living the examined life i'm being an artist level three actually that shit sucks it's better to just be stupid and uh yeah and rip the beach and rip
2: the bongles Yeah And be nice with it
1: So true Speaking of that kind of guy My uh My 10 year High school graduation Is coming up Dude same Bro I have a reunion Next I thing. mean did I say graduation Reunion Did I say reunion Or did you I say graduation? graduation You said
2: graduation my Yeah I'm graduating <laughs>
1: From high school <laughs> I've been putting it you off And I'm finally wait. getting to walk
2: Same I'm not nervous I thought I was gonna be But I'm stoked What would you need To be nervous about that's just a thing. Like, oh, I'm ner- I have to see everyone again. They're
1: going to see how I'm a loser. I, I kind of don't buy, or I don't know, do you buy that thing that people are like... Everyone's gonna see that I've failed in X, Y, and Z ways. I'm like, well, I don't I think, think anyone's thinking me. You don't see
2: that because by your standards, you have not failed.
1: It's true. I'm doing well by my own standards. Yeah.
2: So you have a confidence of a person who is doing that.
1: <laughs> Bro, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Kyle's in the two
2: chat.
0: People, like by the bar, and they're like, "Did you hear Felipe is doing well by his own <laughs>
1: standards? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's personally validated he's by a, decisions that he he's growing. Own. He's not, you know, he doesn't have what he wants, but he's growing and he's progressing every <laughs> year. And he has great friends and a community that yeah. genuinely support him.
2: But that's how i feel i'm like i yeah but to to not be in that situation those are the people who don't like that reunion vibe you but ever
1: you ever go back home go? to your high school town and then everyone's like man you did high school right i fucked it up you did high school right
2: no i feel like i graduated high school and realized a lot of my friends that i'm from like a very conservative area and a lot of my friends where'd you grow up i grew up in maryland okay annapolis maryland and then I went to Emerson, which was, like, way too liberal hipster deep end for me. I was uh-huh. like, whoa, this exists? This is crazy. But literally, like, 40 people I know and were friends with in high school all went to University of Maryland. And I just, like, watched that from afar. And they all, like, turned pretty broy and, like, Trumpy, And, like, a lot of my friends voted for Trump. And I was just like, what the fuck? We were, like, I did not get that vibe from you at all. Like, yeah. what, how did that happen? So I, like... Stop talking to everyone, pretty much. Damn. Which sucks, because I had really good friends in high school. And do you think they predicted that you would go to clown school? <laughs> yes, I actually do. <laughs> yeah, and they okay. were like, I'm not going to talk to i well. fuck with that up. guy. They voted, yeah.
1: they voted for Trump, just like Sidney Sweeney's family. You hear yeah. about this? I you
2: do about know this? about this. Yeah, you heard about this? Bro, you hear about this? I was going to start the podcast off with that. Did you she hear She's, about this? Did you hear about this? Her family's conservative.
1: <laughs> so... She had
0: She's post- making all the right plays. You that is so? a right play. I, I, totally. I, I, six oh, you, months, the liberal no, outrage at, is going to
1: die down. She didn't do it on purpose. So basically what happened is she, I, yeah. she had had some party and she'd posted pictures and everyone was wearing like cowboy hats. But she a Trump themed party. Well, no, but yeah. she I think she had posted photos where she had like hidden all that shit. And then her brother on his Instagram, he's like, I'm going to post the B-sides. I'm going to post the pictures my sister didn't post. Everyone's wearing Make America Great Again hats. Her dad's wearing a Make America Great Again hat. He's wearing one. They were wait, also wearing cowboy shirts. No, 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 she no. Put, sh-
0: she put cowboy hats on the Make America no, no. She did a rodeo theme
2: party for her mom. Okay, but I looked. This is so stupid. But I looked. There is one Blue Lives Matter shirt in the post that she did that you can barely see. It's like someone's like slicing cake. And it's like, like zoom zoom in hands. Yeah, like uh, yeah, exactly. Like under her arm, there's like a Punisher skull with the blue. That's the only thing. So, people are like, eh, it's fine that she's a conservative family, but her decision to post it could trigger the Euphoria star's release of next season.
1: You think they're going to fire her? No, definitely not. She's literally like one of the she's the biggest, everyone's always posting that clip where she's crying and they're like, she ate.
2: She did eat.
1: She ate. And they're going to fire her because her, you know, it's like, who knows what her politics are.
0: I read that she's also not. Making a, as much money as she needs to make. That's what she said really? in the interview. She's like,
2: but
1: she's in. She. What?
0: I know. She's like, what? What? I'm not. I'm not from like a Hollywood family. I have to work like all the time. That's what she said in the Shut interview. The and and got, Shut the fuck up. She got a lot of flack for up. it. I'm giving her yeah.
2: flack right now. Also, side note, in Berlin, we got this ecstasy, and on it we it was the blue lives matter punisher skull
1: wait but was it just a punisher skull how was it the blue no, it lives wasn't matter it one? wasn't
2: it wasn't like a blue stripe it was just the punisher it was just skull. the punisher skull yeah. so that
1: could just be punisher it could be a comics book fan
2: but that was scary yeah scary, scary, scary. to take a drug with a skull on it it's and we true. looked it up and it was like this is the most vile ecstasy you'll ever have it's like really? six times the dosage like Put it down if you're holding it, and then we did it, and it was just—it
1: was boom. like when the cops touch fentanyl, like Yeah. just touching it. Yeah, you're like, yeah. ah!
2: It was not that at all, and we were like, all right, that was fun, but mm. so scary. We thought it was the Superman Wait, so logo. So Loki, you
1: saw it, then you Googled Punisher logo, oh. ecstasy in Berlin, and someone was like, put it down. Yes. You're like, let me just. Well, hit this. I was like, okay, it. if
2: it's six times the normal amount, I'll take a crumb, and sure. then I'll take a little bit more, and then nothing happens. So the next night, we did a whole one; it was fine.
1: You like that, <laughs> but.
2: We got it, and we thought it was the Superman logo, because uh-huh. that's the thing that happens a lot. That's like a common stamp on drugs. So I know. We, yeah, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, aware. I know. Dude, I know. So uh, It's all my, all my shit. Yeah, no worries, bro. It's all my weed. It's <laughs> yeah. stamped like a Superman. <laughs> but yeah, so we looked that up, like Blue Superman, and they were like, this shit's pretty bad, but like Pink Superman is what you really don't want to do. Like Blue Superman, it's pretty... Whatever, don't worry about it. So the guy I was with, Jake, and my girlfriend Emma were freaking out, and I was freaking out. And then... We were gonna li- we like left the room for a little bit, and Jake was gonna research it more, and then I saw it in the light, and it was the not the Superman logo, it was the Blue Punisher skull logo. Bruh. So I was like, "Dude, it's it's not the Superman." Like, <laughs> look up Blue Punisher.
1: <laughs> and my girlfriend was like, "What are you saying yeah, in there?" Yeah. I was like, "Nothing. It's all good. <laughs> it's the skull, dude.
2: Just look that up." <laughs> and then we like took a shower, he came back, and he was like, "I got bad news, man, bro." But it was Bruh. all good. Anyway, funny. I just think that's interesting Jake's in the chat. Jakey boy <laughs> That's the, my guy Who did uh, Hot Boys Bathhouse Just got out of fringe He was okay, on King cool. Arthur's seat Go But ahead. Blue Lives Matter Punisher Skull Blue Ecstasy Punisher Skull
1: I see You know what I mean Sure Do you see that yeah, that's you know, synesthiza. sometimes people in other countries who aren't in America, they say shit they hear in America, and to them, it's not a big deal. That's They're synesthiza. just like, hey, Donald Trump, make America great, and it's yeah, like, you don't know what... Like,
0: fuck you, this is our culture war, yeah. man. You you you're, you don't even
2: know what's what yeah. going Did on. Did you say woman? This no. is our culture, woman. Okay. Yeah. No, no, culture <laughs> war. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah culture. they were cracking gun jokes a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People in other countries... They were like, do, 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 when they looked at... When, like They were fucking with me in clown class. Yeah, Just mass shooting shit. I was like, Okay. You want to play like that? Yeah. Where were you in 1945? That's right. (laughs) 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 You
1: want to play? That is so true.
2: (laughs) It was good though. You should do Gaultier, Philippe. And you should do it soon because I think he's...
1: He's about to die. Yeah. Maybe. I'm a big... I like France a lot. I want to go back. um, But it's not... I'm going to Argentina this week. So it's not really in the plans. You know, I I don't have another Europe trip in me unless I make a lot of money and I can justify the plane ticket yeah which is not right now
2: yeah oh wait I meant to say if anyone's listening to this podcast who can give me a job when I get back to Los Angeles
1: okay you're plugging your joblessness I'm plugging my my yeah yeah
2: uh yeah it'd be great send me an email please
1: we're at an hour and a half (laughs) great so we can call it cool alright guys whoever was listening thanks for listening give me a
2: job if you are in Los Angeles thanks for
1: coming to the podcast man dude thanks for having me yeah of course
2: Give me a job A lot of stuff I can do
0: Raisin Man Arena